Welcome back to the Same 24 Hours podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining. Today's guest is Carrie Pierce. She is a CrossFit Games athlete, and you guys know that I I love the CrossFit. I love the weightlifting. I do not love the gymnastics, which is part of the CrossFit. But, however, I have been trying to get with Carrie to come on the podcast for quite some time, and she booked the show about two weeks before the CrossFit Games this year, and then I ran into her in the parking lot at the CrossFit Games, and then she got pulled um, and wasn't able to compete because of COVID. She she had a positive COVID test, and so... I was like, oh my gosh, I, I hope she doesn't cancel the podcast. <laughs> There's really, and I was just like sitting on pins and needles because I've, I've wanted to talk to her for a long time. And she still came on and, and we had a great chat. And I really enjoyed a lot of her insights um, into training and mindset. And then um, offline, I got to talk to her about my own personal pull-up problem, which was an added bonus. But Carrie has been to the CrossFit Games. This would have been her seventh year, but she's competed six times, placing 21st from 21st all the way to third in descending order so she was 10 6 5 third was her last place um her last placement was third on uh in 2020 and for anyone who is dabbling in weightlifting or wanting to get in shape and you haven't tried crossfit I would just encourage you to give it a go. It really is just such an incredible community and so much fun. And once you, you know, you can sit on your armchair and watch the CrossFit games or you can (laughs) enjoy commentating from where you sit. But until you've actually gone and done a benchmark CrossFit workout or any CrossFit workout, you really don't have any appreciation for what these athletes actually do. It is an incredible level of fitness that I just do not understand on any, I mean, even as a competitive athlete in certain sports, I still have no clue how they do what they do. So Carrie also has an incredible program called Power Abs, Power Glutes, Power Arms. She has a whole um, catalog of these amazing 10-minute short workouts for your abs, your glutes, your arms. And so you can check those out at carriepierce.com, K-A-R-I-P-E-A-R-C-E.com. And I will obviously put a link in the show notes to that as well. I was most interested in talking to Carrie about what was next, considering the disappointing, um, you know, kind of games, non her, her not being able to compete this year. And we didn't get into that, but I was most interested in what her outlook was and and what her next move was. So we get that answered here. And I hope you all enjoy this episode with Carrie Pierce. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Carrie Pierce is here. Hi, Carrie. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh my gosh. I'm so good. I was joking beforehand for anyone who's watching this. I have a a picture of the ranch behind me on my green screen. (laughs) Because awesome too. That was an amazing CrossFit Games 2020, 
even though it was very odd because obviously the pandemic was happening and you were, it, the circumstances were different. I thought I would put this one up on the green screen because it was such an awesome event for you. That last event. Thank you. And yes, it was. And it was just nerve wracking, like waiting to hear what the event was. Cause they've like teased it, like saying it was going to be the hardest final in CrossFit games history. And so it's just like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? And then finally, like when he came out with it, I was like, okay, this is going to be a great workout for me. It's going to hurt, but it's going to be a great workout for me. So. I mean, don't they all hurt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely do just in different ways and different lengths of time. And some, you know, like hurt right from the get-go. Some it takes, you know, a few minutes to settle in for it to start to hurt. But yeah, you're right. They all hurt. And yeah, I guess yeah. you get used to the hurt and you kind of like embrace the hurt. Right, right. Well, for anyone who's listening, we are talking to CrossFit athlete, games athlete, six, seven times. I don't know, six and a half, seven, I don't know how multiple games athlete, Carrie Pierce. And when we say games, we're talking about the CrossFit games. And so I kind of want to rewind a little bit because not all of my listeners do CrossFit and I'm sure everyone has heard of CrossFit, CrossFit at this point. But if you had one sentence to describe CrossFit besides the traditional definition, how would you tell an alien coming to our planet what this is? What is CrossFit? What is this sport? And what is the games? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's hard to explain in one sentence, but I just tell people it's a mix of gymnastics, weightlifting, and endurance done at high intensity. Oh, that's so it's just good. like, yeah, so I'm like, I feel like it's very important to mention the weightlifting, the endurance and gymnastics, because there's nothing else out there that includes those three different domains. And like, you have to be, especially to compete at the games, you have to be the best in the world at everything and not have any weakness. Like you can't, you have to train weightlifting, you have to train running, rowing, all that endurance stuff. And you have to be able to do bodyweight movements. Um, so it's different than anything else out there. And basically you have to do everything as fast as possible. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, I love your definition because I think had someone told me that was the definition of CrossFit, I would have never tried it because you said gymnastics. <laughs> and I would have been like, yeah. oh, that's not for me as a 40-year-old person trying to do this. But barbell, on the other hand, but that's what's so interesting about CrossFit is, I mean, you really can't have a weakness, not at your level. You just can't. <laughs> no. And like I tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm working on my strength. Like I'm weak. And they're like, what do you mean you're weak? I was like, like, I can, I clean and jerk 230. And they're like, that's not weak. That's like super strong. I'm like, yeah, but other girls like clean and jerk 275. Like, so yeah, I'm weak. Um, but it, I mean, it, you know, it's comparatively, but for me and at my level, like that's, that's my weakness. It's amazing. All right. So let's rewind to little kindergartner Carrie. And I don't know anything about you in kindergarten, but I'm just going to imagine you in kindergarten. Like, what were you wearing? And what did you like? And when did you decide that you were an athlete? Um, geez, can, what am I wearing? Actually, I, I got stuck on what am I wearing? I'm like, what was <laughs> what I, did I wear? Like, yeah. I mean, I know I wore Leo's a lot, like leotards for gymnastics, because I actually started gymnastics at three years old with my sister. So I had been doing it for a couple of years. Um, but five-year-old Carrie was very, very shy. I actually did not say one word my entire year of kindergarten. Cause when I was younger, my sister would do all the talking for me, like point at something and go, uh, she'd be like, Carrie wants the crayons. Uh, 
Carrie wants crackers. Uh, Carrie wants to go sort like my sister would talk for me. Like I would just like point and then That's she would funny. talk for me. And but yeah, and in kindergarten, I swear like my teacher hated me and had two favorites. And so I was like, I'm just not gonna talk. Um <laughs> and then at a recess, I would just go out to the playground, run straight to the monkey bars and just monkey bars back and forth and back and forth. And my teacher told my parents, like, you should get her involved in gymnastics. And they're like, don't worry, she already is. And they're like, yeah, that's probably why she's just going and doing monkey bars nonstop. That's funny. Okay, so you you comp- competed in gymnastics for how long? And when did you find CrossFit? So I competed in gymnastics for 18 years. Um, I did, Yeah, I did it through college. I grew up in Michigan, and I ended up going to the University of Michigan, which... I was like, I don't want to stay this close, but I grew up being a fan of the University of Michigan and going to the gymnastics meets and stuff from a young age. And when I was eight years old, I was like, I want to go to the University of Michigan and do gymnastics there. Like a lot of girls were like, I want to go to the Olympics. My goal was to go to Michigan and luckily ended up doing it. So my dream came true. And after that, I dabbled a little bit in weightlifting. I did a physique show, like a bodybuilding show and then some powerlifting, and then I found CrossFit and started in November of 2014. Wow. And you went to the games in 15? Okay. I want to come back to that. That's like really fast. Um, But I mean, you did have the amazing gymnastics background. And I also like, you can't really skip over that bodybuilding. So I'm going to talk about that. And then the powerlifting, because at the beginning you said, well, my weakness was strength. Like, so how did, like, obviously when you train for bodybuilding, it's, it's not building for strength. You're literally like molding your body. So you sometimes don't get strong at all. Right. But then powerlifting, I mean, that's a huge strength sport. Did you just hate it or (laughs) how did that go? Right. It was just so short lived. So yeah, I did weightlifting, um, right after. So after I finished gymnastics, I talked to our strength conditioning coach from college because I'm like, I still want to work out, but I have no idea what I want to do. I don't want to do gymnastics, like been there over it. Like my body hurts from it. And he's like, you have short levers. Like you have short arms, short legs. You would be great at weightlifting. Um, and I was very interested. Like I got my degree in exercise science. So I was interested in the human body and kind of how it worked. Um, so I did an internship and worked with a lot of different athletes, baseball, swimming, softball, rowing, gymnastics, like a lot of different sports to learn about strength conditioning. And while doing it, they're like, you, they wanted all the interns to do a weightlifting competition. So I was like, okay, perfect. Like this works really well. Um, but when I was training, getting ready to compete, I ended up bulging a disc in my back and got some Mm -hmm. symptoms of carpal tunnel. But I mean, I'm like, it's probably related to gymnastics. And then it just showed up when I did the weightlifting because I had stopped gymnastics and my body was like, okay, now we're going to like feel pain. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're going to load it with weight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's it's just like so different. Um, And then, so yeah, after I did the weightlifting competition, I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, I can't squat for six months. I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to do weightlifting when you can't squat. And during this time, I was also personal training at a gym. And one of the ladies there did a figure show. And she was like, Carrie, like, because I've always been somewhat muscular. Like my parents met at a gym. They're very athletic. And, and I've always had abs. Um, and the lady was like, Carrie, you should compete in the physique show. And I was like, that works because then I can do leg extensions, leg curls. I don't actually have to squat. And so I ended up doing a physique show, which was a lot of fun. But like you said, it, it's not necessarily strength because 
I don't think my rep scheme ever got below six. And if you're doing reps, like you're never testing your one rep max and you're never actually like working on your strength. Obviously you're trying to increase weight because then you can build muscle, but it's more about how you look than how you perform. But I learned about a lot about nutrition and diet doing that. A lot of chicken and rice, (laughs) chicken and broccoli, chicken and rice, chicken and broccoli, chicken and rice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like very, very basic, but like, cause I feel like in gymnastics, I'm like, okay, like granola is healthy, yogurt's healthy. And it's, then you go to look at those things. Like when you get older and you learn more and you're like, it has a lot of sugar though. Like it depends on what kind you're eating, but like some is like loaded with sugar. And I didn't know about that. And yeah. And then I go to bodybuilding. It's all like very basic, like oatmeal, chicken, beef, eggs, variety of vegetables, fruit here and there, a lot of rice, sweet potatoes, olive oil, things, avocado, things like that, that are just like natural, uh, which I think definitely like helped me, especially going into CrossFit because you need to eat clean because you need to fuel yourself. I eat a lot more now than I did back, like back then I was at like 1800 calories, especially like getting ready for my show. And now I'm at closer to like 3000. So it's wow. a lot different training and just like the intensity and everything is a lot different. Um, so yeah, I did the show and then I decided I didn't want to be told how to look. So <laughs> I actually like just started training for fun, then moved to New York city and the gym that I was personal training at there, uh, one of the trainers was a powerlifting coach. So he got me into powerlifting then. Okay. Um, so that takes us to about 2015. Um, how did you transition? So when you started powerlifting and for people listening, powerlifting is the squat, the bench and the deadlift. And then Olympic lifting is the clean and jerk and the snatch. And so did you learn to do Olympic lifting during your powerlifting stint or cause I mean, I'm super, so I, my background, I started Olympic weightlifting in eighth grade back when it was not cool. CrossFit had not made it cool. No one did this stuff. And so I know like how difficult it is to not know how to Olympic lift and learn. Like I very, I very much remember it and, um, and to be competent at it. I mean, that takes a minute. So how did, how did your progression from bodybuilding, powerlifting and introducing the Olympic lifts happen? Yeah. So like you said, I did the weightlifting right after college, but after like I hurt my back, I didn't really do any more weightlifting until like, obviously powerlifting, like you have to do squat, but I did back squats. I did not mm-hmm. do front squats. Um, and I didn't end up doing cleans. I didn't do snatches. It was like bench squat, deadlift and accessory stuff. So like some dumbbell stuff, barbell lunges, like pull-ups, things like that, that just like, you know, are going to help your powerlifting. Um, but I did definitely did not do any sort of weightlifting while I was doing it. And then, yeah, I remember starting CrossFit again. I actually, my USA weightlifting certification, like right before starting CrossFit. So I remember like going to kind of relearn the clean and jerk and snatch that I hadn't done for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it was definitely very, very foreign, uh, starting back up again. And I mean, I made the mistake of just trying to like put on too much weight too quick. And I mean, I ended up like hurting my knee, uh, right before I did CrossFit because I actually took the USA weightlifting. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I want to play around with this in the gym. And made like a 20 pound jump, but like I went from 185 <laughs> to 205 and it was no good for my knees. 185 felt great. Okay. Why not bump it on up? And <laughs> yeah. I hurt myself. Um, so yeah, I had, ended up having to like kind of relearn it, uh, but it ended up paying off. I mean, now that I have like seven years under my belt, I feel a lot more comfortable, 
but I actually remember going to my first CrossFit games and I didn't like feel comfortable doing the weightlifting. Like I was almost embarrassed, like cleaning and snatching in front of like all the other athletes that had been doing it for years. Like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Like my coach was just like, yeah, you're fine. You're good. Like you deserve to be here. I'm like, but I don't like really know how to do these things. And he's like trying to get out of my head. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's interesting because you're such an incredible athlete, like just across the board now. And you're, you're only talking about seven years ago that you were on the floor going, ah, like, how do I do this? And so when you look back, does your own journey surprise you? Do you, or does it really feel like this has been a long haul and no, I really am good with being right here. (laughs) I mean, it definitely surprises me. Like if I look back and I would have told like the 2015 Carrie that she would have competed uh, multiple times in the CrossFit Games and like seven years later, like still be doing CrossFit and still be getting better and, and still getting like excited to train and stuff, then I would have called you crazy because I mean, I kind of like jumped into it because a friend told me I should. And then a coach contacted me and I was like, okay, this looks like fun. Like, yeah, I should try it. Um, then I didn't think I'd be making the games like my first year, but after that, I was kind of like addicted. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe like three, I thought maybe three years or so, like would be a good amount of time. And yeah, every <laughs> year, just, you just get hungrier to do better and to get stronger and fitter. Uh, so yeah, like seven years later, it's, it's really crazy thinking back on it. Yeah. And I looked at your, um, like your CrossFit games pro- profile, as far as your placements and you've got one of the most interesting sort of progressions and placements that I've noticed when I look at a bunch of profiles, because, you know, your first year you were like 21st, but then you went like 10, six, five, three. And then there was this year and I'm like, Oh, what was next? <laughs> Two, one, like, you know, yeah. cause you look at a lot of people and they're like five, 10, 18, 20, they're all over, but you were progressively climbing. And I mean, just, just so impressive. And especially with your appearance last year, with that last workout, because I think you went into that event, the last event in last place. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we say last place, we're talking fifth place of the fittest humans on the planet. So let me just put a pin in that for anyone listening, like last place is fitter than you'll ever dream of being. (laughs) So there's that, but, um, how I want to talk about that event because I've watched it. I watched it live and I watched it on the, the movie that came out and it is the most impressive thing to watch. So I want to, and I know you've done like a play-by-play of it a hundred times, but I want to ask you, what is the one thing that you are proudest of during that event? The thing that I'm proudest of is from three, two, one, go. It's just like, I am the tiger. Like I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to win that event. And I kind of knew how other people had to finish in that event in order to get on the podium, which, you know, has been my goal since after the first year that I competed at the CrossFit Games. And I know a lot of people like, well, like you went out way too hot on that first run because I was like running and I am not the best runner. And I'm like running and I'm a significant chunk in front of everyone else considering like, you know, the first like 30 seconds to a minute, two minutes, whatever. Um, and then like Haley ends up kind of catching up to me and I can see other athletes and stuff, but I'm just most proud of giving it my best the whole way through. Like there was never a time where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give up and it's okay to get second place. I was like, I am here to win this workout. And no matter what ends up happening, 
I just have to know in myself that I gave it my very best and you know, whatever happens happens, but just proud of myself for giving my best the whole way through. Oh, so impressive. Did you learn to give your best in gymnastics? Like, was it a young age or did you like come out of the womb, always giving your best? Like how much of it is developmental? How much, I mean, I know a lot of it is, but personality wise, you know, have you always been kind of like, I'm going to give my best. I am an A student. Or did you have to teach yourself that? Uh, that's no, that's definitely who I am. Like from a young age, like <laughs> I'm just, I'm such a competitive person. And it's like, no matter what I do, whatever I do, like I want to be the best. Um, and like you said, it was gymnastics and anything, like when I was younger, anything that I wasn't good at, I was like, I hate this, this stuff. Like, I don't want to do this because it was like, either I want to be the best and I can try and be like in gymnastics, obviously you're not the best when you start, but I'm like, this is fun. And I want to work to be the best. And I mean, I was always one of the best ones. I wasn't necessarily the best, but one of the best ones. So I'm like, okay, if I can work hard enough, then I am going to be the best. And same thing in school. Like I was like, I have to get A's. So I was always studying and spending a lot of time on that. And yeah, it's just my personality. I have an addictive personality. And so when I go to do something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Well, how do you like walk the fine line between getting mad at yourself when you don't achieve, cause so I've got a 12 year old, almost 13 year old daughter who's in CrossFit and she loves it. And I took her to the games. Um, 2018 was our first year and I'm never getting out of taking her again. So like, it's the best. And you saw us in the parking lot that I was with her yeah. when we ran into each other. Um, mm-hmm. but she, it's the same. And I'm a lot, I'm a, obviously she's a lot like me, but she's like me on steroids and with so much more talent. So it's hard to watch. Um, but she gets really frustrated at herself when she doesn't do the thing, you know, when it's not perfect and she has no starting point for it to be perfect. She's never done a legless rope climb before. Like, why would you get that on the first try? So what is your advice for when you are that type A personality, how to not get mad at yourself and to how, like what in your mind turns and you can say, okay, I'm mad, but I'm going to work on it. Like, what did you tell yourself to kind of move forward? That's actually a really good question. I've never really thought about that. Um, but when you're saying this, it reminds me of my coach's daughter because she'll like try and jump rope and she can't jump. And so she just keeps going, going and going. And she'll be practicing for like an hour or two hours until she could finally do it. Um, and I think when I was younger, that was like definitely how I was like, if I can't do something, I'm going to like keep beating my head against the wall until I can't like, and my parents would be like, we have to go. No, let me just like five more, five more. They're like, no, like we have to go now. And then like, they would like count out five. I'm like, no, just one more. Um, but then they would like sucker me away. And like, I feel like as I get older, it's like, it's okay. Like you'll always have tomorrow to practice it. There's always like next time, like, and you're the best at dances or whatever. And it's like, okay, so I'm good at that. And I know I need to work on my legless robots. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely hard. Like you said, when you aren't the best and you want to keep working, like for me, like cleans, like I work on them so much and it's like, come on, just get better, but they don't want to <laughs> get better. And so I'm like, okay, just be patient, like put in the work, it'll pay off. But there's some days where I'm just like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I quit. Well, and yeah. so that's, I think you answered the question though. Cause you, you said really the distinction is when you're not good at something, instead of walking away, you beat your head against the wall until you figure it out. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. Definitely it. 
probably the, the secondary definition of CrossFit beating one's head against the wall <laughs> repeatedly. Right. Yeah. Especially because yeah. like I said, there's so many different things to work on. So there's definitely going to be a thing or two or three or four or 17 that you're not good at, or you're not as good as you want to be. And I will tell you this, and it's not to bring it up to embarrass you, but it is to tell you that you are a household name in our house. When we were at the games and I forget what year it was, it was either 18 or 20 when you were doing, it was like ring, uh, something and you face planted on the mat. Right. And I'm not telling you that to be like, Oh my God, my daughter likes to jump on the rings and like do tricks. And, and I'm like, look, if Carrie Pierce can face plant on the mat, you can face plant on the floor, put a mat under you. Yep. <laughs> we say Definitely. that all the time. So, yeah. you know, you're a household name. <laughs> For probably not That's a reason awesome. you want to be, but, right. um, happen, you know, you go hard and things happen and it's, it's good. She's being safe and putting a mat under her because I told people, I was like, that mat saved me. If that wasn't there, like, who knows? I could have like broke my neck, but who yes. knows what would have happened. And you just popped right up and kept going. Like, how, how did you, <laughs> how did you even know where you were? Have you fallen enough? Is that a gymnast thing? I mean, I have fallen a lot and looking back on it, I was like, I fell like pretty perfectly, but it also like <laughs> knocked the wind out of me. And I remember just like looking back up at the rings, and it was like, I was like swaying back and forth and like the rings are moving too. And I'm just like, it was a quick workout. I had to jump up or at least try and jump up and finish the workout. But I remember like looking at the rings and I was like, there's like a 50, 50 chance I'm going to grab these or not. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, oh so when I jumped up and then I finished I was, yeah, like completely out of it. And then of course my coach jokes around. He's like, of course it was the two part events. You got like two minutes of rest. And then you had to go into another workout and other workout had burpees and overhead squats. And I remember the first burpee, like jumping up to the ring. Cause you had to touch the ring for, to meet the standard and jumping up the first time. And I like missed the ring just cause I like still couldn't see straight. Like I was just like, so disoriented. And I was like, I felt like it was my first CrossFit workout ever. Cause I like knocked the wind out of me. I couldn't breathe. And the judge actually like after I fell, she's like, we need to go to the other side of the stadium so that you can do the next workout. And I was like, I can't, I can't move. She's like, I have to, like, she was like semi yelling at me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't breathe. I can't see straight. I don't know what you want from me. And I mean, eventually I made my way over and it was a rough workout, but at least it was a short workout. I ended up time capping and I was like, burpees and overhead squats are like two of my best movements. I'm like, ah, it sucks. But it's part of it. I had to go hard because that year, I think I was like in fifth place and wanted to get on the podium. And I was like, well, this is what it's going to take. Go hard or go home. So went hard and face planted. And I think it knocked me down to seventh, but I was able to climb back up to fifth um, after last event. That's amazing. You know, watching the the video of that, you, you can't tell any of that happened. You know, you can't tell you're, you look like you're a little like bummed or something, but you can't tell you couldn't breathe and we're swaying. So I mean, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Not that it matters what we can see or not, but speaking of that, as far as the media coverage, um, I, I want to see everyone compete. <laughs> yeah. I want to see like on the television. And I think that's what I like so much about the games last year is that there was only five of y'all and we could see you all. It was yeah. such a special thing. Um, where do you know, and you can talk about this or not, and you can be like, ah, whatever, but where do you fall on this whole media thing? Cause it's obvious that the media has its darlings, like everyone in the world. And then they just keep the camera. It doesn't matter that someone else, like I, I work out 
at Travis Mayer's gym. And so he was winning an, an event during um, one of the invitationals or one of the events. And like the camera wasn't anywhere to be found on him. <laughs> you know, he was in the lead. And I noticed that was the same at the games this year, but where do you fall on all that? Like, do you just let it, does it bother you? Does it roll off your back or like, how do you feel about all that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually have never talked about this. So I love that you're bringing it up. Um, because like for me personally, I always like joke with people, especially like family and friends. Cause they're just like, okay, you've been there how many years you've done so well and you still don't get the coverage you deserve. Instead they show someone who's in 10th place that has like more Instagram followers or like you said, that's an OG or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I guess I just like started too late. Cause I feel like there's like a certain, like the couple of years before, like people that have just been there a long time, or I don't know, then there ends up being something about somebody that they like and kind of grasp onto and end up showing more. And I remember, yeah, like same thing, like there was a workout that I won and there was still like no media coverage or anything on it. And it was like, Oh wait, Oh, Carrie finished. Where, how did that happen? <laughs> Right. And even like, like, oh, in, guess Carrie won, but back to these people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like Murph in 2016, like I remember hearing the announcer, like they didn't even see me like end up passing Catherine and Carly Matthews who were like first and second. And I was like creeping up on them. They didn't even like <laughs> say anything. And then finally like, oh, wait, there goes Carrie. She's on for the second run and Catherine <laughs> and Carly are finishing. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of use it as fuel sometimes just like, okay, well, I'm going to show them like you know, for me, it's about myself. Like I'm not necessarily considered about media. And I think like a lot of my family and friends uh, take it harder than I do. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why they don't like showing me, Um, but I'm there to fitness. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to prove to people, you know, who I am as an athlete, whether media shows it or not. Like I know deep down, like that I, like, like you said, at the 2020 games that I'm the third fittest on earth. Um, And, you know, I've been, fifth and sixth and fifth and 10th and whatever. And so it's like, I have proved to myself. Um, it is frustrating sometimes because you're like, well, what's different about me than like this other girl that gets more camera time that got 10th place at the game three years in a row or whatever. Right. Um, and you do see some other athletes like Kristen Holta is an incredible athlete right? and she doesn't get nearly the camera time she deserves. Um, especially cause they like just look back on her career and like, she's been in the top 10, like after her first year, I feel like every year. Um, and she was there eight years. And so, and even yeah. the year like Jamie Green got on the podium, she didn't get hardly any camera time either. And so it's just like, there are certain athletes that do get more camera time and coverage than others for whatever reason. Yeah. And it was interesting. Um, like this year, this year's games, obviously Annie Thor's daughter did amazing come back from having a baby, blah, blah, blah. But I was, we were there like in the Coliseum and they interviewed Annie, they interviewed, um, Oh gosh, Tia and Laura got second <laughs> in the games and like no one interviewed her. And so someone in the, in the crowd goes, what about Laura? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. And it, but it was crazy to me. Like, cause Annie, yeah. you know, she got third and Tia got first. And then like, no one even said anything about Laura. It was bizarre. Yeah. And, and Laura was like standing there. It was I got, I got pissed off just watching it. And I can't imagine to be in your shoes and have that just repeatedly happen year after year after year. Cause this would have been your seventh games. Right. And to, you know, that could have been you right. Smashed around somewhere between Annie and Tia and Laura and like, be like, hello, I'm here. (laughs) 
<laughs> Remember me? Well, I won. <laughs> yeah. Right. And especially because like Laura got second place a couple years ago. And like, I would want to hear from her, like, you know, what's changed in her training and everything. Cause you know, she was second and then like, you know, and then she ended up being like in the teens or whatever. And then now she came back and got second again. Like she would be someone really cool to talk about and just yeah. hear about her journey after like two years of, you know, not being in the top five or 10 or whatever. And then coming back and crushing it this year. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know we only have a few more minutes. I want to, to talk about two things. Number one, your power abs, power glutes, power, everything's um, I'm on day six of power abs and that's all I'm going to put a pin in that one <laughs> for a minute. And then the second thing is what, so you didn't get to compete this year because obviously you had a COVID test come back. Not so great. And I know that took the wind out of you, but I want to know, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about that. I want to, I want to know what are you doing now? Like, what is the plan? Obviously we got to move forward. Obviously you've got to come back and win next year. So how are, you know, what is the, what's the plan for you for this coming year? Yeah. So I actually just started training again. Um, and people are like, oh, like COVID. I was like, no, like just taking a mental physical break. Cause anytime you're preparing for a big competition, it takes a lot out of you physically, mentally, like all of the work was done leading up to it. Um, so my body and mind just needed a break from competitive fitness, intense fitness, everything, just get out of the gym. Um, so I just started back up training and I got an invite com to compete at the Rogue Invitational. Uh, which is at the end of October. It's like Halloween weekend. Um, so I talked to my coach and the plan is to do that because there's oh, 20. Good. Yay. Yeah. Good. I, know. So I was like, yeah, I was like, so I didn't like completely miss out. Um, so yeah, there's going to be 20 girls, 20 guys. And it's actually by invite only. I heard they invited the top 15 from the games. And then there was like five special invites. So I got a special invite. Um, so that's kind of what I'm uh, focusing on at the minute is getting back in shape, um, to compete there. So it should be a lot of fun. It's in Austin, Texas, and my family's coming and yeah, all the top athletes are going to be there. So it'll be great to see them since I didn't really get to see anybody or anything at the games. Awesome. Awesome. My husband actually travels to Austin for work sometimes. So I'm going to, you know, that might be a good, uh, good event to go watch. Cause I think, uh, Travis is going to be going to that too. So, well, good luck there. Oh my gosh. That's going to be super exciting. All right. So Let's talk about power abs because <laughs> it is the craziest ab workout ever. And I commend you for adding things that aren't abs into abs and making somehow your ab is connected to your feet. I mean, it's the, it's the craziest, most impressive program I've started six times. And I'll tell you why <laughs> I've started it six times because I get to like day seven and I forget because I have a rest day. And I forget about power abs. And then I go back to my workout and I go, oh my gosh, I haven't done my power abs for like eight days. So I've got to print out the calendar that you so handily include that I have yet to do. But anyway, how did you come up with the idea to create power abs? Because you're obviously an entrepreneur. You have an amazing eye for it. I know you have amazing abs and someone probably said you should sell those. But like, what was your process of, of creating power abs? <sighs> Power abs. Um, so we just started in December, 2018. And actually a little bit before that, a businessman reached out to me and wanted to connect business-wise. And he actually reached out like for CrossFit gymnastics stuff. Cause he's like, you were a gymnast. Like, how come you're not writing programming and things for other people? 
And I was like, honestly, like, I just don't know how to go about it. Um, so we started working together, like with cross-stitch gymnastics stuff. And then his assistant was just like, me and my husband are obsessed with your abs. Why don't you have an <laughs> And like the guy that I was working with was like, yeah, I remember you like mentioning something about people always commenting on your abs um, in our first talk together. And so they're like, what do you think of creating an abs program? I was like, that would be amazing. Like that's genius. Um, so yeah, we started it in December, 2018, uh, just, just power abs. Um, and basically like I was a personal trainer. So I saw people working their abs all the time in the gym, doing like the sit-ups and like, the, you know, the same things. I was like, I can create something that's more efficient, more fun and mixes like gymnastic movements, which a lot of people don't do. Um, but gymnasts right. have some of the strongest force, if not the strongest force, um, of any athlete. And then mixed with, you know, a little bit of CrossFit and just other things I learned uh, from my degree in personal training. Um, so it's 10 minutes a day and no equipment needed, which I think are like the two most important things because, you know, time is of the essence. Everyone wants, you know, something that's fast. So it's like no workout is over 10 minutes and there's no excuse not to do it because. Except that you don't print out your calendar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so oh after gosh. this, I want you to go and print out your calendar get started, put it on your fridge. I don't know, put it somewhere, put it with your other workouts um, because we include it for a reason because a lot of people like you, you know, need a set schedule. Um, yeah. So yeah, print it out. So you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love my favorite work. My favorite movement so far out of the seven days I've done is the candlestick or like, what is it? Um, crunch. What is it? Shoot. I should have written it down, but when you get to do the candlestick, but not to the stand up, I can't do that. I just fall on the floor. So that's my goal is to be able to candle roll you know what i'm talking about what is it called yeah because yeah, it's can't, just a candlestick like, to a setup um, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah i feel like so we have like a facebook group that has sixty-six thousand people in it and i feel like like the number one well number one and two both but i would probably actually say number one is candlestick roll like people want to learn how to do that because a lot of people can't just it's like different movement than ever they've ever done before and wall walks are the other one that yeah people are like i want to learn that yeah um, yeah so yeah, Very cool. and once you get them, they're like so fun to do. And like, I, I mean, they work your abs a lot too. So it's like a, a fun movement that you don't necessarily feel like burning, like some other movements and they get yeah. your heart rate up, like burning calories and everything too. We did them a lot in gymnastics, different variations and stuff. So like, yeah, this has to be a movement in power abs. Yeah. It's like a great party trick too. Um, you know, just if you need something to show people. <laughs> look what I can Definitely. Do. And so yeah. you have like, it's, it's like a suite of, um, programs now. Cause you have, tell us about all the other ones. Cause you got power arms and you've got a pull-up program and what else? Yeah. So it's the, actually the very first program we created was the pull-up program. Cause like talking, especially being in a CrossFit gym a lot and coaching, like we noticed a lot of women like either get in their heads and they're like, I can't do pull-ups or for whatever reason they can't do pull-ups. Um, so I was like, I want to help people learn pull-ups because when I was a trainer, a lot of the female clients I had wanted to learn a pull-up. And I mean, we do a lot of pull-ups in gymnastics. Um, so that was the very first program I created. And then after that is when we came out with power abs and people loved it. And they're like, well, what do we do after we're done with power abs? Like sometimes they do it like three or four <laughs> times. We're like, okay, well, I guess we should come out with another program. Um, so we came out with summer power abs, which power abs is level one and two. Summer power abs is level one, two, and three. So there's like an extra challenge uh, thrown in there. And then, yeah, and then we've, since we've come out with extreme power abs, we have power abs 2.0. And like you said, we also have power glutes, power legs. 
We have a summer power arms program that's equipment free, or you can use a set of bands. So there's the option for that. Um, the demonstrators in it, Patch, who's like superhuman, you've probably seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually decided like he should create a program because he has a figure skating background. Um, so we're about to release Power Abs with Patch um, this Friday. Oh, very cool. I saw that. I saw that. Oh, that'll be great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for your time. I, I just appreciate you, you know, taking a minute to talk with us and I look forward to seeing what's next for you. And, you know, I mean, you got 10, six, five, three. I think that the next place is one. So it's just logical, right? The only way to go is up from there. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, the trending leads to it. So that's right. But sense. no, thank you. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the same 24 hours. Remember to rate, review and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.